What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, March 2nd, 2017, and you guys are listening to episode 296. That's right, everybody. After this one, it will be, what, three away and then, or four away uh, from 300, and I'm working on a special episode for you guys for that one. Um, how the heck is everybody doing? I hope everybody had a nice time in between shows. Got a ton of shit to talk about on um, this show. I am actually doing this show from my unbelievably beautiful and plush hotel room. You guys know I love plush. Um, amazing hotel here in the uh, Cincinnati area, the outskirts, the uh, suburbs. Uh, I guess it's a little more up. I guess it's like right outside of Cincinnati, and I am performing at a comedy club that is fucking incredible. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. I actually went in and saw the showroom today, and uh, my buddy Jason, who is the GM here, he used to be the GM at Levity Live um, over in West Nyack. He is now the guy here. And, um, he's like, yeah, when, when the car service drops you off, come to the club. And so I came, I saw him, he gave me a tour and I got to tell you, man, this place, if you are in the area, the Liberty, um, the funny bone in, um, I guess Liberty township right outside Cincinnati. It's, uh, oh my God. I mean, I walked in there. It's like, dude, you could do a special in there. Like it is amazing room. Uh, insane balcony, just everything is brand new, uh, amazing. So I'm going to be there starting tonight, actually uh, in about an hour and a half, tonight, Thursday, the 2nd, and then I will be there tomorrow, Friday, and um, Saturday, and then I head out to Phoenix, Arizona, and I will be uh, at Stand Up Live with Bill Burr for six uh, sold-out shows so, um, busy uh, stretch here, working the new hour, have a big, big announcement coming up um, very soon, uh, as a matter of fact, I kind of have the information, everything is just getting confirmed now on my special, so I will let you guys know about that as well, and uh, I want to also apologize to everybody, I guess my last podcast cut out at like 40-something minutes and then came back on at like a minute I mean, an hour and two minutes, I guess that was what, I, I have no idea what happened with that. I, I honestly don't, it's, um, it's just weird, man. It's like, you know, I don't know this fuck, I swear to God, and I'm not even joking, I need a fucking tech savvy, I, I do this shit so, you know, raw and guerrilla style for so long that, you know, people have asked me, like, to get, you know, do I want a producer, or do I want to have music, do I want to have the whole regular you know, have it be like, and no, I mean, I've always kept it like this, and it's grown like this, and this is the way that I want to keep it, so, um, you know, things do happen, I apologize for that, Uh, but I did do another Patreon, and I have two video unacceptables that are going to be coming on Patreon um, very soon, so you guys will have that, I want to thank people, keep coming to the Patreon page, Um, let me know, more stuff is going to be put on, especially while I'm on the road, I'm going to do some quick little funny stuff on the road here, uh, with some comedians, and all that stuff is going to be on Patreon, so you guys know who you are, thank you, uh, for you people that don't know, I know a lot of people are usually four or five episodes behind, sometimes on a podcast, you can get, um, 
you can get a Patreon subscription to the Verzi Effect for as low as $3. And for a dollar, you'll get like a downloaded version of a poster, and it's just a donation to the show. If you wanted to do that, you don't have to, but if you want the extra podcast, it's only $3. Then you could do a $5 plan, a $10 plan, a $20 plan, and a $50 plan. Totally up to you. You do it as you want to do it. So it's very... um, I, it's very fan friendly, I should say. It's totally uh, up to you. So, uh, anyways, got a good show for you guys. Got some shit to talk about. Some stuff that's a little frustrating. Uh, some fun stuff. Some hilarious stuff. Um, so uh, I will get into it. But first, as always, got to shout out the sponsors: Versi Effect Podcast, sponsored by City Living Dog, CityLivingDog.com, and uh, the services of Coach Mike out there in the New England area. Uh, check him out. Check out all of his YouTube clips. Check out his Facebook. Check out his Instagram. All of um, City Living Dog uh, services. Just Google YouTube. Watch his clips. Amazing dog trainer. Really is. Check him out. Uh, I would not say it if I didn't uh, if I didn't see it firsthand. Everybody. So that is City Living Dog. And go to all all of the social media uh, social media outlets. And, of course, All Things Comedy, guys. Go to All Things Comedy, of course, where the Verzi Effect resides. But not only the Verzi Effect, so many other amazing podcasts on All Things Comedy. Go to allthingscomedy.com. Check it out. You could also check out their record label, All Things uh, Records, and um, watch what they're doing. So check that out at allthingscomedy.com and follow them at All Things Comedy. Now... Uh, what, what happened in the week? Well, let me tell you this right now. I could tell you what I did last night and last night was amazing. And you know what? It wasn't even too rough on the body because, um, it wasn't too rough on the body, but cause it was an earlier show, but what an unbelievable night last night. So, um, there, I, I guess if you guys listen to the show and you guys are fans, you know that there is a handful of comedians that smoke cigars, that like, you know, there's a handful of gentlemen's, or, you know, uh, <laughs> I shouldn't say that because we, we go hard, but there's a handful of us that, you know, we'll go to a cigar lounge, we'll smoke a really nice cigar, we, um, you know, we'll get together, if it's a nice summer night, you see us outside the stand when we're working out um, our jokes, and we'll be out there smoking a cigar, so uh, the owner, one of the owners, the great Paul Italia, who uh, owns the stand, was like, well, let's do a gentleman's night out and let's do a cigar, scotch, and whiskey tasting whole fucking event and we'll have our servers walking around with hors d'oeuvres and then everybody goes down into the showroom and then we have the comedians that are part of this do do a regular show. So it was basically a regular 8 o'clock show at the stand like it would always be except there was scotch, there was only the people on the show were the, the cigar guys. But, I mean, it was an amazing lineup. It was Aaron Berg. It was Joe List. It was Joe Bartnick. It was me. It was uh, Giannis Pappas. It was Ron Bennington from the Bennington Show on Sirius. You guys may remember him from Ron and Fez. Uh, he came on. It was just amazing. So we show up and we go in the back like little courtyard area in the back through the kitchen and there's just cigar smoking, there's hors d'oeuvres, they're making these special doer drinks, there was like sponsors there from doers, and there were sponsors there from, you know, another um, another scotch or whiskey company, 
and uh, Steve from My Father's Cigars was providing everybody with My Father's Cigars. Uh, for you guys that don't know the brand, My Father is an amazing cigar. And, um, you know, he was handing these amazing cigars out, and it just was an unbelievable. So we're all hanging out, and then we're like, all right, who's up next, you know? And the crowd was absolutely on fire. Um, it was funny, though, because the crowd was so great and so into it, but you could tell they were getting hammered because each table had six scotch glasses with different tastings. So, and I went second to last. I went second to last. Giannis went last. And I know by the time me and Giannis were doing our thing, the place was kind of, they were hammered. People were fucked up, and it was hilarious, and it was a great time. Um, very, uh, you know, it was a very, really good, intense crowd. And when I say intense, I mean they were great, but it was just, it was just a ruckus in there. It was, it was really kind of cool. Um, and uh, it was, we were just like, how the fuck have we not done this more? It was, we loved it so much, we're like, we got to do like a cigar show tour, <laughs> which is completely unrealistic because we'd have to have so many people put up in hotels and do this just because we like to smoke cigars, so it's basically unrealistic, but I think we're going to do the event again uh, at the stand because it was just so amazing. It really was um, amazing. Pretty much almost sold out, so if you guys, I mean, it was expensive ticket, I think, but the people that, you know, the people that paid for, you know, that's the other reason why it's a good crowd. Anytime. People pay a, a nice amount of money for a ticket. They're going to pay attention and be a better crowd because they paid money for it. And they're not, it's not going to be, you know, it's the shows where it's like, you know, really cheap and people are hammered that, that you know, that there could be an issue. And I, I don't know what is going on right now, but uh, there is a lot of fucking heckling going on in the country. Um, and it's always fuck. And I'm, I'm honestly like we were just talking today at the comedy club here. The hecklers and the people that don't know how to keep their fucking mouth shut are 90 plus percent women, man. Something is going on when you're talking politics or when you're talking this or when I don't know if it's this political correctness shit. But um, John Caparulo, comedian that I uh, I know he lives in California and I opened for him a long time ago and uh, at uh, Goodnight's Comedy Club in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, it's viral right now, but he got a, you guys could Google it, John Caparulo, some, some fucking woman, he made one joke about Trump and it wasn't even like bad, he just was like joking about like the monument and how the monument, I guess, looked like a dick and they were saving it for Trump or something, just some stupid quick joke, nothing bad, and some woman was like, you know what, and she threw her glass at like his ribs and like, I get like hard and like, that's assault, because I mean, I had a bottle, I had a... When I called a guy a cancer that needed to be cut out early of a show that I did in Indianapolis, uh, I got a Miller Lite bottle fucking flown at my head and he was in the front row and I moved out of the way. Um, but that's assault. So, you know, like I always say though, you just can't fucking apologize to these fucking unbelievable cunts. You can't apologize. And I don't mean women. I mean anybody who is like for this PC political correctness horse shit. You know, I go harder. I go fucking harder. You know, and and it's just like you can't ever ever succumb to to apologizing or saying, "Oh, I didn't." You know, I felt it on stage. I said it. You're at a comedy club. Get the fuck over it. You know, I'm doing a shoot. I'm doing a a, a, sh a mass shooting joke, and I had somebody from Sandy Hook write me. You know, write write to me, and I talked to that. 
person and I just let that person know what I was doing and then that's it. You know, a joke is a joke. You're in a comedy club and you're supposed to take stuff that could be hard or painful and fucking make it funny. That's what we do. That's that's our job. So, uh, yeah, it's just kind of sad that people just... But you know what? I, I've said this uh, once and I'll say it again. The good comedy clubs and the good comedy venues know how to shut it down. They know how to kick the people the fuck out and police the room properly. But um, it's just something that's it's, it's weird, man. It's weird. And speaking of that, uh, that'll bring me to my unacceptable right now. And uh, I don't care if this individual hears this. Uh, Giannis was with me back there. And then Bartnick, he had to go to another show, but he came back and he saw this. My unacceptable is, well, I got a couple, but one I'll put on video. One I'll put on video for you guys on Patreon, okay? But the one for the show today, and then I'll get into your guys' unacceptables, um, is last night after the show, um, since there were sponsors and friends, they all want to be around where the comedians are after sometimes. And sometimes really, to be quite honest, that's fucking annoying. I don't really like being, I mean, if it's my friends or people I know in the crowd that want to come back and chill, that's different. But when there's like sponsors or like when there's people there and then they want to um, hang out, that, you know, that's when it could get annoying. You know, it'll, it'll, it'll just get a little annoying when, like, we were sitting there and we were all talking about how great the show was and how great the idea for the event was, you know, cigars and scotch. And, you know, it was an upscale crowd and everybody had a good time, but then they kind of opened the courtyard up to the people that were in the crowd and then that's when everybody, you know, oh, so-and-so's back there. And then, you know, a couple of fans wanted to hang out and sit near us and that's fine. You know, these are people that follow us and follow our careers and our fans and listen to our podcasts and come out to our shows and have seen us perform, whether it's in another city or in, in New York. I get that. I 1,000% won, I understand that. But if you can't handle your fucking shit, you know, get away from me. And I just don't like being around it. I really don't like being... That's why I live in the fucking woods, away from this job, because I love my job, I love what I do, but I love to be away from it when I'm not doing it. And last night, this fucking drunk bitch, okay, there was a couple fucking annoying drunk bitches last night, I'm not gonna lie, they were, all the fucking dudes were cool, and even the dudes that were hammered, you know, you just see red face hammered dudes walking, around, hey, good job, and you know, they're talking a little bit, you know, but they're hammered, they're having a good time. The women just walk up, because, I really liked you, I really liked you, you were funny, you were funny, okay, you, you were real. you were good. You were, I liked your Trump stuff. You, I didn't like your Trump stuff. Like, you know, so they were just like going up to every comedian. And the, my unacceptable is this fucking brunette comes up to me and I'm sitting next to Giannis and I'm just fucking, you know, I'm tired. I got to get on an airplane. Okay. I got to get on an airplane at uh, 630 in the morning. I got to leave my house at five o'clock in the fucking morning today. Um, so the show was done. I'm just back there. I'm waiting to go on because there was a second show at 10 and I have a 1015 spot. And I was waiting to just go on there. So I'm just smoking my cigar, hanging out with Giannis. Giannis is hosting the next show. So I'm sitting next to him. And we're just enjoying ourselves. You know, you guys know Giannis is a close friend of mine. And we're just, you know, talking about the crowd. We're talking, we actually start talking about the Giants and what we think the Giants are going to do next season. And it's nice. A couple of fans, a couple of dudes are sitting there. And they're fucking talking with us about sports. Everything is fine. And then this drunk fuck. And she kept going, you're good. You. you were, and she was being complimentary to me. And she was telling people that they were good. But she kept going to me. Okay, and she's going and she's like looking and she's just going like, uh, you were good. No, you were good. And you were, and I'm like, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. 
I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for coming out. Blah, blah, blah. All the same shit. Great, great. So then I'm kind of looking over at Giannis. And then she come over. Then this blonde chick comes over. And she's like, you were good. You And she's pointing to Giannis. You were fun. You were all good. You you were good. You know, your Trump stuff, it ain't blah, blah, blah. Then this other chick was just pointing at me going, you're good. You're good. You're funny. And I'm just like, now I'm getting pissed off. And without being a dick, I wanted to be like, so Giannis and I are like looking at each other and other comics. And I'm just going like, this is ridiculous. So then the... The brunette was one of these. Guys, hey, I just want everybody. This is my friend Wayne. Everybody say hi, Wayne. And uh, this is my buddy Seth. And Seth came out. And I'm still being, I'm overly being respectful. Okay? And I'm going, hey, man, what's going on? I leaned over to Giannis. I'm like, I don't know Wayne and Seth. They're probably, I don't give a fuck if they fly off a cliff. I don't give a fuck. And now I'm getting pissed off. Right? Now I'm getting pissed. Then, this is the unacceptable. She comes back over. You guys are funny. You're good. You guys are good. And she leans into me and she goes, you. And she grabbed like the strings of my hood. I was wearing like a thin black hoodie. And I had the two white strings from the hoodie. And she kind of grabbed them and pulled them a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, all right, all right. And then she stopped. And that's when Giannis got pissed off. And Giannis was like, what the fuck? And, and then I'm just looking at him. He's like, this is, so then I just, so then Bartnick comes in. And he's like smile on his face because he had a great time at the show. Then he had to run next door to New York and do another show. And I'm just, we just start, you know, we just start getting uh, up. And I go, listen, dude, we're going next door. I got to get out of here. And honestly, we got to get out of here. Just really fucking rude and intrusive. It's like, don't put your fucking hands on me and don't put your hands on my fucking sweatshirt. And I, look, I wanted to be like this. I really did. I want to be, yeah, we know we're funny. We know, bitch. We know. We've been doing this shit 15, 16 years or whatever. Okay, this is our job. We know we're fucking funny. Don't put your fucking hands on me and learn how to control your alcohol, you fucking cunt. You know, and I'm not trying to be a dick and I'm not, this is not some anti-woman shit. So if you're taking it that way, go fuck yourself too. It's a fucking respect thing. Okay. Because let me tell you something, if I fucking did that to a woman, if I fucking put my fucking hands on a woman's hoodie and squeezed it tight and said this and that, that's a fucking bullshit control move. And then I look like some fucking nut job, all right? Who Then she goes to the manager and she goes and says, oh yeah, your comedian fucking grabbed me by the thing because he was drunk or whatever. And then I don't fucking work there anymore or people think there's I have issues and shit. But she could fucking do this bullshit. Absolutely unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. I know I'm fucking funny. And I told the honest, I go, dude, this is not even an arrogant thing. I just want to look at, yeah, we know we're funny. We, this is what we do for a living for many, many fucking years. You know, we know we've been doing it. We have fucking top albums in the country. We're fucking national headliners that go around the country and fucking tell jokes. We're very appreciative. You guys know I'm appreciative to my fans. Don't put your fucking hands on me and don't keep repeating yourself because you're fucking drunk. I can't stand that shit. Oh, see, I was nice and relaxed in my hotel, and now you guys got me. Now I'm fucking going. Now I'm pissed off. This morning I was thinking about it. Now, like, it's like, don't touch me. Don't grab my shirt and tell me that shit. You know. I mean, it's better if it's better that she tells me something good, or, or if she grabbed my shirt and she was like, "You're not funny. I don't think you're funny." And then I would be like, "Fuck you. Yes, I am, and you're a cunt." But I don't want to do that. I got to stop saying the c word. All right, my daughter may listen to these one day. Um, sorry, Soph. Daddy just gets upset at stupid people. Um, what else was I going to say? I mean, that reminded me, I remember Jackie Mason one time. I was sitting next to Jackie. You guys know old, old, old legend Jackie Mason. He was sitting next to me and I was sitting with another comedian, Rodney Laney. I was sitting with my buddy Rodney 
And I'm going, dude, Jackie Mason is sitting right there. And it was pretty cool. And I'm like, dude, I fucking, Jack, this Jackie Mason, man. Caddyshack, fucking legend, you know. Started, you know, one of the guys that started this whole fucking thing in the Catskills years ago when comedy started. So, of course, Rodney busts my balls. We get up from the dinner. We get up and we're sitting on like an outside patio in Manhattan. And Rodney gets up and he walks up to Jackie Mason's table. He goes, excuse me, my friend right here is a fan of yours. And he just is, and I'm going, you know something, you're such a dick. And I went, I'm sorry, I, I don't, he just is, you know, I'm sorry, I don't mean to. And Jackie Mason goes, oh, it's fine. He goes, just don't interrupt my dinner and tell me I stink. And it, it was really fucking funny, man. And, uh, you know, but, so I don't mind if you're going to be complimentary or whatever, but just don't touch me and don't be that drunk you know when it's time to go, when you know somebody just can't handle it, and they're having a good time, but it's just time to go? Uh, I'm learning that, because I was that guy, I'm sure. I'm sure I was that guy in a lot of, you know, you know that's drunk. You know when it's like, when they're just talking, and there's like, they're into it, and they're so happy they're there, but there's a little slur. I don't mind those people, but that's when it's time to go. But when the audience members start to do it, and then they start to keep talking, it's absolutely fucking unacceptable. Unacceptable. Um, I actually go the other way. I have this thing where I go at crowds. It's one of Bartnick's favorite things. Um, I have literally dedicated the beginning of my shows. <laughs> I don't know why I do this. Matteries and Bartnick said, I never seen somebody dig a hole for themselves up front by insulting a crowd and then just go and, and then get it. Like I literally, when I did Empire Casino in Yonkers, on a Wednesday night, it's a great gig, great gig, you know, it pays incredible, they send a car there, car back, dinner, everything, it's a great, great gig, but, you know, some of the people in the crowd are animals, and I got on stage, and I think I told you guys this, uh, I was like, I mean, Bartnick could say it better, but I was just like, you fucking... Oh, we talked about it on Patreon. I'm like, you fuck, it's Wednesday night and you guys are in a casino dressed like this, you fucking animals. I go, half of you people are cool and the other half of you people are fucking morons who should be locked in a cage. And I mean, I'm just going. And people there are like laughing, but they're like, holy shit, he's, and I just fucking, you know, some drunk asshole like dressed with his like one pant leg up and just fucking like, and I just have to, I, I, it does something for me. I'll be honest with you. It does something for me because I'm at a stage now in my career where like I I don't like, look, I don't care if the crowd needs to be talked to like that. I'm going to talk to the crowd like that. <laughs> That's just what it is. And uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's annoying. It's fucking, people are fucking annoying. They really are. They really fucking are when they drink. When people, when certain people drink or go out and think they don't know, and you could tell the people that have been out before and know what it's like, and then you could just tell the fucking shitty people that suck that don't know how to fucking be outside. Um, anyway, so that was, it was a great night until that, but then it was still cool, and then I had to be up at 5 o'clock in the morning, everybody. 5 o'clock. Flew out of Westchester County Airport, which I love, although today it was really busy. Security line was so big that they had to take me off the line and put me through quicker to uh, to my connecting flight to Charlotte. And uh, I don't mean to shit on airlines here, but I'm going to have to. Um, when you're on a new plane now, whether it's Delta or American, it's great. They're all great. And But when you're on the older one and Westchester's got those old American Eagle planes, 
and I paid a little extra. Don't tell my wife, but it's not, it's only a little extra, but my wife always goes, did you upgrade? Did you upgrade? Look, when I fly first class, it's hard to just go back and coach, you know? So I, I didn't spend a lot. I think I spent like 18 bucks, 20 bucks to get an exit seat, which has like, you could extend your legs and everything like that. It's amazing. This thing was hard as a rock and it was like my ass was sitting on a fucking sidewalk and it was freezing. And I was sitting next to some black dude, man, and I think he was gay. And he was fucking hilarious. He was like, oh my, this is terrible. And I'm freezing. I'm never again. This is the worst. Get me off of this thing. And I was just, I was fucking laughing my ass off. Because he was right. Everything everything he said and complained about, he was 100% right. Because I'm sitting there and I'm going, why is my ass hurting? Like, I've been on a lot of airplanes. Like, why is my ass feeling like I'm sitting on concrete and I'm exhausted because it's early? I had shows. I had to perform last night. So I only got about five hours, four hours of sleep by the time I, not even, probably not even four hours by the time I had to get up and drive to the fucking airport. And it was just so uncomfortable. And But here's the one thing. You guys know that I'm afraid to fly a little bit. Not afraid to fly. I got over my fear of flying in 2005. But like flying is not my number one, of course. But then I love flying. It's the weirdest thing. I've discussed it. I'm afraid. I love being in the air. And I love flying. And if I have a couple drinks in me. But like I just. I'm just. I still can't wrap my head around, around it. So I'm waking up in the morning. And I live up on the. Um, I live up on a hill. And we get these wind swirls. And these wind storms. And I'm literally like at 4.30 in the morning when my alarm's about to go off. I'm just hearing like, shh, 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 and things are banging. Things are banging against the house and just, shh, shh, and I'm going, what the fuck? I'm like, man, there's no way a plane is taking off in this shit. There's no way I'm getting on this motherfucker. I'm not getting on it. Like, I literally was like, I'm not getting on this plane if the wind is like this. So 5 o'clock in the morning, the alarm goes off. I hit snooze. And I got a five-minute snooze, which I think is cool because I think a five, like the difference between a five-minute snooze and a 10-minute snooze is actually really big because although the 10-minute sounds better, the five-minute is kind of like, no, dude, seriously, you got to get up. Like the 10-minute snooze is like your like lazy friend who is just like, come on, man, are you going to go today or not? The five-minute snooze is like your parents when you were in high school. Like if you want to graduate, you need to get up. I should write that down, you know, because that like the five minute snooze is a way more responsible snooze is what I'm trying to say. So my wife said to me last night when I came in the house and it was almost one in the morning, I said, listen, I got to leave in like four hours. And she goes, what time are you leaving? I said, five. I said, I'm going to set my alarm, but I don't want to sleep through it. So she goes, I'll set mine too. So my wife comes in at five and she's like, babe, you got to get up. And I'm just hearing like, because my daughter... My, when I got home at one, my daughter and my dog were on my side of the bed. And I knew there was no way I was going to be able to take the dog downstairs without him barking and take my daughter in her room without her starting to cry. And I only had four hours. So I'm like, I'll go into the room. I'll go into the guest room. So my wife is nice enough to come in at five and she goes, uh, babe, you got to get up. You know, it's five. And uh, I'm just hearing like, and I'm going, you hear this? And she goes, yeah. She goes, if I was you, I would check the, the flight status to see if you're, you know, delayed or not. And then I'm hoping I go to flight status. And instead of my flight being 630, I'm hoping they're like, ah, oh, it's going to be no wind at 10 a.m. And then I could just chill out till 10 a.m., go to the airport still, you know, and, and of course not. Of course, the flights are good. 
And uh, we were in some turbulence climbing on the first flight for sure. On the flight to Charlotte, there was definitely some turbulence flying. But it was windy as shit, man. And I'm, I'm just like, how does it not... I mean, when I drive on the when you drive on the highway and it's windy, even if you're in an SUV, the wind could like blow you into another lane, or like start to blow you into another lane. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I know that the engines and the jet is is obviously more powerful than that, but it was fucking windy, and I think it is always a little bit more exaggerated where I live. Um, but that drunk chick really, really pissed me off last night, and I was thinking about it today. Um, and again, and my, I have proven this. I mean, I need, there needs to be a study because I think I'm a thousand percent right. People drinking in airport bars are friendlier than anywhere else in the world. And I think my theory holds true. I think it's because in, in the back of everybody's mind, they're like, this could be my last round if this fucker goes down. You know, I was sitting there and there was this woman there, this blonde woman, and she's sitting there. And at first I was like, is this chick hitting on me? Like she was overly nice when I'm sitting there and I had a, I had a layover for like an hour and I was right near the gate and I didn't eat anything. So I was like, all right, let me get a couple of eggs here. And I was like, and I'll get a spicy Bloody Mary. So I was like, yeah, can I get a Bloody Mary spicy? And she leans out. She's like, oh my God, that's what I got. So I'm like, all right, no big deal. You know, so I'll just smile. Yeah, that's cool. And then I got, um. They had something on the menu that I'd never seen before, and I can't lay off the buffalo. I can't lay off of anything buffalo. We always joke about it. I can't lay off the buffalo wings. I can't lay off the buffalo tenders. I can't lay off the buffalo chicken pizza. I can't lay off the buffalo salads. Anything buffalo, spicy, I love it. So I'm, I'm at this place, and I look, and this, they got a buffalo omelet. So it's an omelet with chicken and cheese and, like, crumpled blue cheese and... Like, it's like a fucking... Bu- and I'm like, I gotta do the buffalo omelet. And that same woman goes, Oh my God, we are like the same. We are the same. She goes, I had something buffalo earlier. And then I'm just like, All right, this chick is either hammered or just... <laughs> or desperate. I don't know what's going on. And then some other dude, which was really funny. Some dude sat between us. He comes in, he sits between us. And I think this dude was afraid to fly. Because this dude just in about 30 minutes. He was only there for 30 minutes. Just was like, yeah, give me a beer. He did like a double fireball and he did another drink. This guy must have thrown down four drinks in a half an hour. And just, and I, when he left, I looked over to the bartender. I go, that guy was throwing down, huh? And the bartender goes, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like that was a guy who was like, fuck this flying thing. I'm just going to get absolutely hammered. Close my eyes and hope for the best. <laughs> and hope for the best. <laughs> Which, I, hey, I understand, especially back in the day. I definitely understand that. Um, now I'm just like, fuck it, man. I just need to sleep, you know? And, uh, what can you do? You got to fly. It is what it is. So let's see if you guys have some unacceptables. I don't think there are many. I have to search. I'm going to search on Twitter too, but, um, I've noticed there's been less unacceptables with the Patreon accounts. Um, let's see here. Let's go. Let's go. This one unacceptable. Everybody from Bob Lane. And, uh, and again, I do want to apologize for, for any time missed out on the other one. So, um, you know, I'll make it up to you guys. All right. I will make it up to my Verzi effect listeners, wherever you may be at this moment, by the way, check out that mind hunter. I was listening to it, dude. There are some, dude, these killers, these killers, like some of these guys that kill man are just 
Like, one guy was like, ah, I didn't get around to killing that person. Like, another guy would just, like, kill with any resistance from anybody. Or, like, it was just really nuts. But Mindhunter from um, John Douglas. That's what I was listening to. But wherever you may be right now, in your car, at home, working from home, sitting around, chilling out, listening to the Verzi effect, thank you. I hope this one does not go out. I don't think it's going to go out. If it does, put it this way. If this one goes out, I'm just hiring an Indian guy. I'm just hiring an Indian guy. It's going to be the end of it. All right. This is an unacceptable from Bob Lane. That's right, everybody. Bob Lane. And it's called Do Your Job. Hey, Paul, this unacceptable really applies to any service-related job. My wife and I had a date night last night where we went to dinner and drinks followed by a couple's massage. Whoa. Bobby, what are you doing? That sounds fantastic. Listen to this, ladies, huh? You guys gotta get a, you guys gotta 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 get a man like Bob here. My wife and I had date night last night where we went to dinner and drinks, followed by a couple's massage. Something tells me something followed that, Bobby. We checked in for the massage and used the bathroom before we get started. My wife was fast and at the counter when I came back. Uh, I could see the look on her face talking with the receptionist and knew something was off. Oh, boy. I quickly uh, deduced that to uh, uh, that they had scheduled us uh, with one female, okay, and one male masseuse. Uh, I know my wife has to be bummed because 15 years ago she got me my first ever massage at a spa while on vacation and I was introduced to David, who took me, uh, who told me to get undressed. Worst experience of my young life uh, at that point. And I, and I have given her uh, endless shit uh, over David for years. Okay. All right. I don't blame you, by the way. I don't blame you. And I'm, I'll get into it why. I talked about it before, but I'll get into it after. There is clearly nothing uh, they can do. My wife did request two females when she made the reservation, but the previous receptionist fucked up. I decided to go easy on my wife and be mature about it and go with the dude for the massage. It was fine. The guy did a decent job, but it's just different. It's not even a homophobic thing. It just feels better with some chick rubbing you down. It's kind of similar to uh, to the naked dudes in the locker room scenarios you talked about recently. Uh, yes, you talked to Henry's. Yes, uh, you just don't want that. Right. Uh, it's just unacceptable for that receptionist to not get that request right. Yes, to get the request right is 100% because this is a big request. This is date night. This is dinner. This is massage. This is like hopefully going to get laid and everything kind of plays into it. My massage was a 70 plus 10 uh, dollar tip and I wasn't stoked afterwards. Same thing goes if you take orders for fast food or anything similar, get it right, do your job uh, right every, uh, do your job right every time and do it well. Uh, not too much to ask. No, it's not. Thank you for the submission, Bob. It's not too much to ask. And I think especially, like I said, look, here's the deal. Let's be honest. We could be adults, okay? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about sex. Remember that song? Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about... So here's the deal, okay? You're going to dinner with your wife. You're getting drinks with your wife. And then you're getting a massage. I mean, at that point, if that's happening to me, my dick's coming out. Let's come in. Can we, can we be real for a second? 
if I'm doing all of those things, I'm going on date night and then I'm getting a massage. You know, when I come home, I'll be like, hey, sweetie, let's, let's hop in the shower real quick. You know, the dick's coming out. So, um, the fact that you get kind of excited, you know, probably dinner was nice. The food was good. You know, now, oh, we're going to relax. We're going to be so relaxed when we get home, you know, top it off with a little bit of, you know, a little bit of, uh, some fun there in the sack. And now you got fucking, you know, Gregory's hands all over you with fucking oil. Lord knows where his hands have been now. You know what I mean? guys fucking rubbing your shoulders. I get it. And listen, it's not, and anybody, see, that's the thing you got to worry about when you say things like that. What are you homophobic? What are you homophobic? No, I'm not homophobic at all. I'm not homophobic at all. It has nothing to do with homophobia. What it is, is like you said, when you're paying for that, there is something nice. I told my wife the same thing. There's something nice about having a female rub you down because, and a lot of times, it's, it's like in a, like a sensual, like not sent, like not, not sexual with the, with the masseuse, but it's, it, they got the, the, the lights down and they got the hot rocks and they got that little fucking Asian music in the back. Like, ding, 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 ding. you know, you got that nice shit. That was probably Indian music, what I just did, but <laughs> you know what I mean? It's nice. And then all of a sudden, you know, I don't want to see fucking hairy forearms. That's what I'm saying. When I'm laying down oiled up. And somebody's putting their fucking elbow into my shoulder blade to loosen my back up. I don't want to see or feel a fucking hairy forearm. There's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I always request, say, oh, do you have a preference? I go, yeah, a woman. I want a woman to do it. And there's, you know, and, and anybody saying that there's anything wrong with that is ridiculous. And your wife is really cool for knowing that you weren't going to like that. Thank you for the submission, Bob. I love that. It's a great unacceptable to start. Great unacceptable. Speaking of that, I am a member of a, a masseuse place, and they take money out of my account like every fucking month, and I haven't been to it in three months, so I got to do it. Here we go. Uh, Fuck Hollywood by Patrick Blowen. Okay, let's see. Let's see what Patrick says. Hope I'm saying the last name right, uh, Patrick. Unacceptable, the Oscars. Okay. Oh, yeah, then we gotta, we'll talk about that, too. Uh, we'll talk about the Oscars, baby. Sorry, I'm in a goofy but good mood. But I'm in one of those goofy good moods, but I'm in one of those moods where I know I can snap when I think about the lady pulling my hoodie. Okay, this giant bag of limp dicks holds a bullshit three-hour ceremony to pat each other on the back for doing their job and being overpaid. These cock-sucking elitist motherfuckers can perfectly orchestrate a five-minute rant about their political views but can't read a few words on a card correctly to announce a winner. Are you shitting me? I literally sat there waiting for a uh, ten-minute magnitude earthquake to (laughs) to implode that theater. I'm over Hollywood and their ways of thought. Uh, They just can't get out. Uh, of their little libertarian bubble in Rainbow Land with uh, spreading uh, their thoughts amongst us all. Fuck them. Anyways, look forward to your new special, my man. Hopefully you'll be swinging back through Indy sometime soon. I haven't forgotten our cigar and bourbon bet at Blend. Best of luck with the special. Hopefully I can fly out and get a ticket. I'd love you to, Patrick. I'd love you to fly out. 
And uh, I actually do have the uh, special information now, but I'm just, we're doing last minute contracts and talking about it probably tomorrow. So you guys will know where it will be. It looks like the special will be in one of the boroughs in New York City. And um, it looks like it will be uh, the first week in May. Uh, that much I could tell you guys. But if anything changes, I'll let you know. That's why I just don't want to announce it 100% right now, but it will be announced very soon. And I do remember our bet. I do remember Blend. Um, I was actually, to be honest with you, when I made the, I know you're a pilot and I know we talked about it and with American and anytime I talk to, see the people I get fascinated talking with are, um, athletes, you know, I love talking to athletes, by the way, you guys saw me throw that pass to Nate Burleson, right? That's Nate Burleson. You know what he said to me? He said, good ball. Nate Burleson, you guys remember he played with the Seahawks. He played, he had his best years with the Lions and he came into the league with the Vikings. And uh, when I do Good Morning Football, as a matter of fact, tomorrow, check out me on TV tomorrow, Good Morning Football. I'm not doing my unacceptables. I actually hosted the New York City Combine where uh, the hosts have to see their knowledge of New York City and eat pizza and uh, shoot baskets and do all this stuff. So I hosted that and that will air tomorrow. So you have to check that out because it's, uh, it's going to be on in the AM early probably. But um, I love talking to athletes. I love talking to pilots. I love talking to military people. Uh, soldiers are pretty much some of my favorite people in the world because they're just the most incredible for me. Um, soldiers are the shit. Uh, I like I could get emotional about soldiers because what they do, you know. And the and and but I mean pilots are fascinating to me because pilots hold your life, man. Pilots hold your fucking life. I was sitting on the plane today and it's windy and I'm going like this fucking guy up there. If this guy just wanted to, and I know you probably shouldn't think, but this guy is just fucking one move away from ending everybody's, you know, and it's really fucked up that some pilots have done that. It's actually the worst thing a human being could do. It's the worst legacy a human being could leave is to do that. But I always picture like a bunch of honeymoon, like I picture a pilot coming home and he's all happy. He's like, honey, I didn't have to do the last flight. And his wife is like blowing his friend and jerking his other friend off. I know this is horrible to see. Jesus, I'm, you know what, my kids are not allowed to listen to this, but I'm just, this is just a crazy thought that I have, people, all right, and I think it's safe to say, if you listen to my show, you know that I have crazy thoughts, but you know, the guy comes home, he's all excited, his wife's blowing somebody, jerking, and he just, fuck it, he's just devastated, but he's got, like, in 24 hours, he's got to fly a bunch of honeymooners to, <laughs> to uh, what's it called, to, uh, fucking, like, Hawaii, and he's just here. He's like, oh, my God, yeah, and the reception was amazing, and my mother did, and it was so great, and, oh, he's just been so loyal. And, like, this guy's just up there at the controls, and he's telling the pilot, the other pilot, like, yeah, you, you got to go to the bathroom or anything? I, it's just awful, and it's a horrible thought, but um, I love I love um, flying, and I, I love, uh, you know, the, the whole thing with it. I'm fascinated with aviation, so... Uh, yeah, man, we'll get that. I know I owe you that. I owe you that drink when you're when I'm out your way. So, um, let's see what this is. Is this an unacceptable here? Um, here we go. This is from Alejandro. Okay, this is from Alejandro Barba. Well, thank you, Alejandro. Sounds like you're new. I will read this and see. Hey, Paul. Don't know if you remember me, so I guess you're not new. But I'm the guy who had the coworker claim she had a sleep disorder. Oh my God, yes. Yes, I do. Oh, by the way, the title of this one is $60 surcharge for tickets. Okay. 
Uh, hey, Paul, don't know if you remember me, but I'm the guy who had the coworker claim she had a sleep disorder in order to come in late as hell. Anyway, like I told you before, I got a great new job and everything is going well with that. However, I have my first non-work-related unacceptable. Well, I'm glad everything worked out with your job, buddy. Uh, I went to go buy tickets to a concert, and you can imagine my surprise when I found out that there was a $60 surcharge tagged onto the final price. Now, I'm very well used to the fuck you tax that Ticketmaster and some other ticket uh, vendors often charge, but it is normally around 10 to 20 bucks. This charge ended up being 50 to $60 no matter how many sites I shopped. Uh, how is it legal for ticket resellers that are basically online scalpers able to charge so much for absolutely fucking nothing? You're right. I bought the tickets online and they were tickets that I had to print. How the fuck is it legal to charge that much as a surcharge when they are uh, literally paying nothing to give me the ticket other than the price it costs them to keep their uh, to keep their internet? Your app. That's that's a great point. One hundred percent right. If anything, they should owe me. I'm using my own paper <laughs> and my own printer ink to get the ticket, and these assholes have the nerve. Uh, you're absolutely right to demand I pay a third of what the ticket actually costs for absolutely nothing. Uh, other than emailing me a virtual copy of my tickets. Of course, I still bought them because re- they fuck you. That's why. Because you got your hands tied and they handcuff you. Because uh, I really want to see this artist. But seriously, fuck these uh, corporations and their greed. They better be buying drugs or buying hookers with the extra money I'm paying. Or I will be disappointed. Ticket sellers asking for your uh, vital organs as a surcharge is fucking unacceptable. Thanks for reading it, Paul. And hope... You will be somewhere in the Tampa area soon. Would love to see your act live. I was in Tampa not, what was I? Well, I was at the Tampa Improv a few years ago, and I have not been back. Um, but I'm sure I will be down there soon. Alejandro, thank you so much. What a great, you're, you're like two for two, man, with your unacceptables. The fucking chick who kept saying she had a sleep disorder and she was making you late. And she would come in late and screw your plans up. And now this one. This is a great one. And I'll tell you something else that, that, that I find really unacceptable with these uh, ticket agencies. I just got to make sure the volume didn't go out. Because if the volume went out in this fucking thing. Um, but so my, um, my daughter's daycare teacher, who I, was actually in my fifth grade class. Isn't that crazy? My, that's how, I mean... I guess it's not that crazy because we're in the same state, we're in the same county, but it's just weird that my my daughter's teacher was in my fifth fifth grade class, and I didn't know it until she was like, do you remember? And I was like, oh my God. Anyway, she told me something that she was going to see a band that she absolutely loved, and her and her husband had the night out, and they got the tickets online from like StubHub or whatever and went, and they were fake, and she got robbed out of $300. They fuck you. They fuck you when they're real and they fuck you when they're fake because they're overpriced. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And uh, there's no other way. And and there's no other way to get it done. You know, you have to go through them if you really want to go and see, you know, and see, you know, the band you want to see. You just have to deal with it. Um, Let me, where are we on time here? This is going, whoa, we're almost at 50 minutes. I didn't do sports. I didn't do movies. I didn't do, what else? Let's see. All right, let me go to Twitter here. Guys, thank you so much. Send your, send your unacceptables to unacceptables 
for TVE at Gmail. That is unacceptables for TVE at gmail.com. And I will love to read them. Uh, more great ones today, guys. Thank you so much for the uh, submissions. And you could also tweet me a quick unacceptable on my uh, Twitter account at Paul Verzi. That is V I R Z I. And I know Peter Schrager fucks my last name up on um, Good Morning Football, but it's almost like an ongoing joke now because Kay Adams, by the way, Kay Adams is a, is a sweetheart, man. Like hanging out with those four, like out of the studio and doing stuff in the city and stuff, man. They're like such great people. Uh, what is this one here? This is from Mike Frazzy at That's uh, Frazziness. So, or Fraziness. I'm sorry, Mike Frazzy. That's Fraziness. So just substitute the C with an F in craziness, and that's the uh, Twitter feed at. At that's craziness. Not going to see Paul Verzi in Cincy, my town, after seeing him, Burr, and Lawhead in Lexington. Unacceptable. See you Saturday. Well, I will see you there, Mike. I appreciate that. This club is crazy, too, man. I am excited. Uh, thank you so much. Let's see. Mr. X, thank you for sending me a picture of your satellite radio, Raw Dog Comedy, uh, Raw Dog Comedy on Sirius with my bit on there. Um, I saw that one. I had a great time on Bennington. Had a great time on Giannis and Justin Silver. They're going to be doing a, they're doing a podcast about dogs. That's coming out, dude. If you're a dog lover, you got to listen to that. And also did Aaron Berg and Gino Biscontes too uh, in Hot Water. Uh, let's see, uh, Zach Coffee at Z underscore coffee with a Y says, E-Y says, where in Cincy? The link won't work, unacceptable, but I think you got it. I'm actually at the Liberty Center here, the Liberty Funny Bone, and it's fucking awesome. Um, all right, let's see, I gotta get going here, I gotta still shave everybody. Um, let's see. So I, I, I'm going to just give you guys an update on me not on me not doing any social media. I don't see anything else here, guys. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there was definitely stuff about the Oscars and the big fuck up. That, By the way, let me talk about that real quick. So you could tweet me and you could uh, email me the unacceptables. Let me make sure that this thing is still good. All right, we look like we're going good. It doesn't look like any audio cut out. If it did, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Um... The update I just want to say is still not going in on social media talking politics has been, I mean, I feel like I won. I feel like I actually beat something. I beat like a sickness because I see all the shit going on. You know, I see all of the shit, you know, Trump's speech and everybody's going nuts and then the Sessions thing and then the Bannon and then the fucking Kellyanne Conway and people just have to say some people can't believe it and people are outraged and how could this happen and oh my god what's happening to our country and this is uh and it's just like grow the fuck up grow the fuck up because we're gonna do it again in three and a half years and then there's going to be another guy that could come in and change what this guy did. And then there's going to be another one who could come and just just calm the fuck down and stop acting so important. Stop acting like it's directly affecting you every day. You know, get a fucking life. Seriously, get a girlfriend. Get a fucking boyfriend. Get You do something instead of fucking, oh my God, did you see his speech? What a fucking, bleh. what a fucking liar. Ew, he wants to deport and fucking do It's like, yeah, they all suck, you fucking dopes. But I'm able to stay away from it, and it's been an absolute pleasure. Pleasure. 
And, uh, all right, so I was going to just give something away, but I'm not. I'm going to surprise you all with it. Um, the Oscars. So I have I had no intention at all of going to, like, staying home on Sunday and watching. Oh, I had a show. Uh, by the way, thanks to everybody that came out. I headlined a great showcase that Aaliyah Janine put together uh, called Cutthroat Comedy Show at the Hartford Funny Bone, which was only an hour and 15 minutes from my neighborhood, I think, or something. It was like going to the city. It was awesome. And um, what everybody's killing on the show, and I'm going last. My buddy Dave Temple fucking killed. And then I went on stage, and I had so much fucking fun with these people, man. It was awesome. So I really had no intention at all of, uh, no intention of, watching the Oscars. Even if I stayed home, I probably wasn't going to watch the Oscars. And I'm, I'm like, you know, just like get home after the show. And and I'm just like, oh, it's 1130. It says the Oscars are over at 11. It's probably done. And right when I get there, they're like still to come best actor, best actress and the biggest award, best picture. So I'm like, all right, I didn't see any of these movies. Let me just see, you know, Kimmel's a comedian. I always, that's the one thing as a comedian, uh, we always love to watch the 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 hosts host it. You know, you just it's just kind of a fun thing to see how they handle it, how what bits they go in. You know, they always have comedian writers, so you just want to see how the how their um, you know humor and and the way they write their monologue and stuff and and how they do in between um, awards. So I'm watching and I'm watching and I didn't see anything. I didn't see Manchester by the by the sea. I didn't see or whatever it's called. I didn't see Fences. I didn't see Hidden Figure. I didn't see any of these movies this year. I really didn't. This year I go to kids movies and, and, you know, and I think I went to a couple other ones, but there's a lot of stuff I wanted to see. Um, but then when they fucked up and Warren Beatty was trying to be cool and he was acting like, but he really didn't know he wasn't trying to be funny. And then seeing the scramble, I'm like, no way. What in my mind, I'm watching it and I'm just going, there's no way like what I'm seeing happening is going to be the ultimate result. You know, like you see people come out, you see people with the envelope and you're, you're like, no. Like, you're literally like, no, this isn't fucking real. You know, like, you, you'll get the thought when you start seeing commotion because, like, Warren Beatty started to fuck it up and then he gives it over to, I guess, Faye Dunaway and she just says, uh, La La Land, but he gave the, the wrong envelope or whatever. So you think, okay, they were just messing around and then you just start seeing all that shit. And I remember, like, quickly in my brain going, imagine, like, I literally said this to myself. I'm like, imagine if... They just fucked up and had to go, wait, wait, we're sorry. We're sorry. And like that just goes away. You're like, there's no fucking way that that colossal fuck up can happen. And then I saw Emma Stone put her hands over her mouth and go, oh my God. And then I'm going, no, no. And they're just giving this, I want to thank my mom. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and you know, <laughs> Cindy, you, you are the partner. I need it. To have for this, there's no way, there's no way that this, um, you know, movie would get made if, if it wasn't for your caring and your love. Wait, what? What? All right, we didn't win. Uh, Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. And I'm like, no. You know what you see? You're just like, no, get the, f- no. And it was, I don't like watching train wrecks. I don't. I don't, and especially in this business, because this is my business. I'm in show business, and you know, if you ever just see somebody struggling, or if you, you just never want to see that. I'm not the type of guy that I've never been the type of guy to take pleasure in other people's misfortune. 
And I'm really serious. Now, I may laugh at it later. You know, I may may laugh at something or be like, but just watching, you know. I mean, this was better, though. This wasn't really a train wreck. Like, it's not like I was watching a performance go bad. Or it's not like I was watching somebody, like, going through something, like, physically or mentally in a performance. This was just a fuck up. And it was pretty great to watch. Like, I am glad that I watched that and I, you know, I got a knack. I've always said this. I got a knack for just turning on. Maybe it means I'm in front of the TV too much, but I see good moments on TV, good games, good moments, and that was one that I put right up there. Um, but that was really fun. To, just the confusion of watching just people just go, wait, what? Just what? <laughs> um, speaking of movies, I have a movie review, everybody. It's not a crazy, unbelievable movie. Um, I did see Rogue One. I reviewed that one. This is the last movie I've seen since Rogue One, I believe. Um, But I took my daughter to see Rock Dog because uh, my mother-in-law took my two kids to see the Lego movie. I won't get into my feelings on that on my show. Um, (laughs) That pause was for you to figure it out. Uh, no, I guess my mother-in-law had the kids and, you know, they wanted to do something fun. So they saw the movie without consoling me on it. I'm kidding, but not really. But yes, I am. I'm glad they went. No, I'm not. Fuck that. You need to. I'm kidding. Um, all right. So then my mom decides to take my son to see Rock Dog. So Sophie, my little girl has not seen Rock Dog. So I say, Sophie, daddy's got to go away for a week. So on our day together, we're going to go out to lunch and then I'm going to take you to see Rock Dog. And that's what we did. And we had the movie to ourselves and the movie was eh, you know, I mean, the movie's not up there with fucking the great animated movies. And I'm not trying to be a dick. It's not up there with the great ones. It's okay. It had some funny moments. It was okay. But it was like, I found, I found myself look at my phone like once or twice and I'm like, wow, you never do that. And that's what lets me know. And I love taking a little kid to a movie because they'll be loving the movie and be like, when's it over? And I'm like, you don't like it? No, I do. When's it over? <laughs> so, you know, it's about a dog who lives on this fucking mountain and they're protecting themselves from wolves. <clears throat> and the kid wants to be a fucking rock star. And uh, he ends up going to the big city and meeting his inspirational rock star hero and then do the math. But uh, wolves get involved, the the mountain gets involved, his dad doesn't want him to do it, and he meets the rock star. I mean, do you need any more than that? I mean, you could probably fucking write it tonight. But it, it, was, it was enjoyable somewhat. Like, it was definitely okay. You know, it was not bad. Uh, in sports, what can I say? The Knicks stink. Um, what else is going on in sports? I'm waiting for the Giants to make a move. I'm getting ready for March Madness, watching some... Um, I think Saturday, I think tomorrow, wait, today's Friday, no, today's Thursday, I think Saturday, Duke plays UNC, so uh, I might check that out from uh, a spot over here by my hotel or in my hotel, watch that game, that should be pretty good, that's always an amazing, um, always an amazing uh, game and rivalry, and uh, what else, Let's. Should, I, I guess I should do the plugs now, this was a quick hour, just so you guys know, okay, I'm going to say it again and reiterate it to you, for $3 a month, you will always get, like I said, you always get this one for free. And for you people that know and are like, Verzi, why are you explaining it again? I'm explaining it again because I always have new listeners. That's why. 
You fuck. It's not all about you, regulars. <laughs> but it's uh, it's the Patreon uh, thing. So you're always going to get this Verzi Effect podcast Wednesday night or Thursday. Uh, for the most part, when I can get it out there, it's always going to be for free. Um, always going to get the free content. But if you want more, if you want interviews, if you want funny videos, if you want pictures, if you want cr- all that stuff uh, for as little as $3 a month, literally just three do- three bucks, you will get one to two extra shows and interviews with people. And I'm always adding stuff and I'm actually going to be stockpiling a bunch and putting them all up. So you can do that as well. If you did, thank you. If you're thinking about it, thank you. Even if you don't, thank you for listening to this one. Um, I appreciate it. But you can go to uh, www.patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com and search The Verzi Effect and you can make a pledge and be a subscriber and you will be in the, uh, you will be in the in, in the know, as they say. Um, What do I have coming up for plugs, everybody? Well, the shows in uh, Phoenix with Bill Burr are sold out, but this weekend I am running my hour. That's right. Tonight, one show at 7.30. Tomorrow, 7.30 and 10. And Saturday, 7 and 10 at the Funny Bone in the Cincinnati, or I guess it's right in the outskirts, so I guess it's technically it's Liberty, uh, Liberty Township, but it's the Funny. Just type in Funny Bone Cincinnati, and you guys will see it on there. It is a fucking one of the most beautiful comedy venues I've ever seen. I'm not even kidding you. It's it's that nice. And I will be there uh, for the next three days doing shows. have to leave here in 10 minutes to go to that show. So thank you so much. I appreciate you guys listening. Come out to those shows. If you can't make those shows, check my schedule at www.paulverzi.com. You can see all of my dates um, in New York City in March. I'm going to always be adding stuff. I will be in uh, Levittown in Long Island at Governor's Comedy Club headlining March 31st to April 1st. That's right. March 31st to April 1st, Levittown Governor's come out. I haven't been there in a long time. It'll be my first time headlining there because I was really a young lad at stand-up when I went out there to feature. So please... Um, check that out. I think you guys uh, will love that. I don't get out to Long Island often, so check that out. And uh, for any and all other things, check out uh, Paul Verzi. Follow me on Twitter at Paul Verzi. Go to my Patreon. Get me on Facebook. You guys know where to get me. Thank you so much for listening. There will be another podcast up tomorrow or the next day on Patreon. Um, Until next time, I am out of here. Thank you guys so much. I will talk to you soon.